It's Tuesday night. It's Kensington, Maryland. It's the Audible. I'm Ken Marangolo. Joined by my good friend, Kevin Ricca. Most beautiful night in Kensington of the year, but yeah. are we ever going to win at golf? Ever going to win at golf? I don't know what you're talking about. You will Maybe if either. I play with you. Hmm. Pete. Good Peter. Pete Schwetty. Glad to be back, boys. Good to have you. We're missing our good good friend, main man, Tim Strachan of Strachan and Strachan. Get well soon, my friend. Capital Liquidators. Get yeah. well, son. Matt Seal sitting in your chair. That's true. Big shoes to fill. This is off-season on the brink. This is uh, continuing our Hogshaven conversation. Tonight, we continue talking about the draft. And I think that um, we're close to exhausting ways to talk about something. But that's just, you know, not we, we never will. But it just feels like we have to keep kind of re-attacking how we talk about the draft. So... I thought maybe there's a couple different ways we could talk about the same guys, but put ourselves in some situations. I know there was a a, a, a critique last week of our speed speed round. Um, erroneous, erroneous. That we want it, so we want to make sure everyone gets the full kind of flavor of what we're put, what situation we're putting ourselves in. Yeah. Without you know going pick by pick, obviously through sixteen other no, just picks. Something to take a bite out of. Yeah. Just a conversation you'd have at the bar with a. A bunch of other Redskins fans. Here's a bar conversation. Draft crush. Because at this point in time, we all have our draft crush. We're going to have... I know I'll have at least one or two more between now and the draft. Um, You know, for me, last year was Ryan Kelly early. Ryan Kelly all the way to draft night. Um, There's a couple prospects. You were spurned on prom night, but... Yeah, well, you know, I mean, a lot of us wanted him too. I felt like we all got spurned. But I, but I was, I, I was locked in on him right away, and just wanting, wanting him all the way. I think um, there's a couple guys who definitely can play for us. Obviously, I think that goes without saying. Uh, that will allow Bruce Allen to make a best player available pick, potentially. Um, so I don't want to. Do I want? I don't want to go first. Do you, do you have a draft crush, Matt? No? Not no. off the tip of my tongue, no, no, I don't. No draft crushes. Well, tip of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. I mean, Dalvin Cook would be great, but he's, yeah. he's not going to be there. He very well could be there. He very well could be there. I, I, who, Just because you're sitting in the negative chair doesn't mean that yeah, you have to who, who's, the t- who's the first running back that gets picked? Probably it's going to be Fournette. Or McCaffrey. No, it's going to be Fournette and McCaffrey. Could be any three. If I needed a running back, you know who I'm taking. I know who you're taking. No. Well, no. McCaffrey is... He's for not healthy. Yeah, he's going to be fine, but he's a wrecking ball who smashes yeah. into people, and he's going to cause injury, and hopefully, you know... I heart touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I heart him. Yeah. I'm going to tell you... He's my, a special I, player. I, I heart him hard. I understand why. Uh, you know, if you guys... If you're that into it, and you want to take a, a, a little, uh, little gander on the uh, information machine, just Google his highlights. This guy's all sorts of special. I... I I watched him running between the tackles. We watched him catch the ball running perfect routes, soft hands. I watched him make a couple touchdown passes throwing on the run. I mean, this guy, you know, we pigeonhole him as a guy that can only play X amount of snaps. He played in the I formation at Stanford and smashed you in the face football yeah. and, and was outstanding. His durability is not – he reminds me a ton, and, and I've read it and seen it, but he does remind me a ton of Brian Westbrook, DeMatha's own. 
I think he's going to be that type of player in the screen game, in the run game between the tackles. Well, the guy returns kicks. The guy, the guy's just. Well, Jay Gruden uh, built the Cincinnati offense not not around Gio Bernard. Obviously, it's AJ Green, um, and you know, ideally Andy Dalton, but AJ Green is is the Hall of Famer sure. on that offense. But when he got Gio Bernard out of North Carolina, I think I think he found a guy who he could. I mean, he, he played, until they got Jeremy Hill, and until Jeremy Hill uh, emerged, Gio Bernard was was getting twenty five plus you know touches. I think Christian McCaffrey's role could be something like that, especially when you start to look at the way he's building the offensive line with the, with the size, with the size of the receivers. I mean, a Christian McCaffrey could get 25 to 30 touches a game and, you know, 10 to 12 to 13 of them could easily be catches. Uh, I agree. I think he's good for it, too. I think he's I think he's capable of that amount. I think 25 touches a game he's certainly capable of in the, in the run and passing game. The guy does not turn the ball over. He does not put it on the ground. He, he, he's a beast, and he's got tempo. He's got pace. He's got patience. Pedigree. Uh, oh, I mean, he runs routes just like his old man. Yeah. Easy Ed was a hell of a route runner, yep. and, and the apple did not fall far from the tree. He just got athleticism. I mean, God bless you, Mrs. McCaffrey. Uh, I know she was an athlete, but good Lord, is this young Great man. Great jeans. This yep. guy is a freak. Man. Who doesn't want a dual threat kid in the backfield? Oh, and, and, and back in uh, old East Air Park, we would say he, he's got maximum shakums. He does mm. not waste any time with his moves. You know, everything is north-south, shoulders forward. Yep. When he's making a cut, he's not stopping and getting caught. He's making these little teeny tiny little cuts. On a that dime. Just, he yep. just, and, and he gets north-south. I don't know if we've seen a man like him. We're going to be just daring teams, you know. To, to, so someone's going to someone's going to take him. Right now, they're saying top ten, um, so it makes it unlikely that the Redskins will have a chance at him. I think it does make it more likely that the Redskins have a chance at a Dalvin Cook, which you're probably still pulling the trigger on. Um, you know, this idea that the Redskins are are, you know, seriously considering or seriously. You know, hurtling towards an outcome that involves a first-round running back, um, I think that that could end up being the story here because Fournette's not falling. I don't think McCaffrey's falling anymore, but Cook very well could. I don't think the you know I don't think Mike Williams is going to fall, and I don't think um, I don't think you're taking uh, Ross o- over no. I over want Dalvin Cook. Both those guys. Yeah, I mean, I do. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to hear about the offense, defense stuff anymore in the first round. You know, everyone's entitled right. to their opinion. Best available player. I agree with the first round. With the first and round, then we'll move forward yep. from there and see what happens. Uh, I have no problem with anyone saying, but we need defense. I get that. We yep. need four to five starters. We'll get to that. I only think there's two spots on this offense we can get a starter in this Upgrade. draft. And how many first round guards are we going to pick in, in this regime? You know, I just don't see a Forrest Lamp at 17 for us. What other position is there on offense besides the running back position where we're going to draft a starter? Where's he, where's he projected? All over the place from the middle of the first into the early second. I mean, I, I don't put it past him at all. I'm, I'll tell you that right now. I don't think Forrest Lamp is off the table for us because, to me, the, Bruce Allen is looking for a safe um, – he's looking for safety. He's running for the hills. Uh, the whole Everything that's happened this offseason with McLovin – uh, every, I mean, everything, everything that's been happening with this team, it all comes down to him and what he does, especially on that night. That's why I fully believe in my heart that he'll trade down to anybody for any deal. Sure. But for a guy like Forrest Lamp at 17, it's an, it's, 
there's all kinds of safety in that. I, 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 you know, he is my second, you know, he's right behind Christian McCaffrey as far as draft crushes at this very moment. To me, force lands. As far as crushes go, the line. As far as crushes go, Ken, I'm just saying, if you got a crush on someone, you don't just develop a crush on the seventh best looking woman. Yep. You you got to get this is this is round one and the NFL four, draft. Baby. You need to we need to make that play. We need to is that I mean is McCaffrey your your guy? Can you imagine the difference in the highlight reel coming from the uh, the media outlet of Redskins Park <laughs> between Forrest Lamp and a Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook? You know if it's yeah. all about winning off the field with this guy, uh, you know I'm not saying I'm buying all that anymore. That that was a terrible scenario. If it's all about that. How do we draft Forrest Lamp? How does Jay Gruden get up there and, and smirk at the notion that we drafted a, f- a first-round pick as a guard the year before last and then go and do it again? again? I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't think it's a dumb thing or a terrible pick, but if there's a guy sitting there like a Cook or a McCaffrey and we go Forrest Lamp, I'm punching something. That's why, that's why it's mo- more than likely to happen because it's the least rational. Like least, like, Of course you can't see it. But that's I don't what think makes I appreciate your cynicism. That's what makes these things. Yeah, hey, listen. Thank you. Uh, how many times on this show, just in the last three or four months, did you not like my tone? And I basically told you exactly what was going to happen. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, what, 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 what have we differed on in opinion? <laughs> no, no, not necessarily different. We're talking but about just draft crushes, and you just went the, for the chunky, taking the dark side. Like, oh, I'm going to take the chunkiest one of yeah. all the crushes. I mean, look, Christian McCaffrey I'm all is about chunky. chunky. I'm, I'm, you know. So, who's your number one draft crush? Oh, come on. Who is it? It's it's the Predator, Reuben Foster, six foot, two hundred and forty pounds of speed, collision, and animalistic tendencies on the football field. Insurance. What's not to like about that? You and talk he, about a leader on the there. defense. Yeah. You know, London Fletcher was a tremendous football player and he got the job done. This guy's skill set, and I know London Fletcher is all heart and a great I'm taking nothing from London Fletcher, but the potential to have a Patrick Willis at linebacker for the Washington Redskins. Which is who he's been compared to, and and he jumps off the film. If you take a look at this guy sideline to sidelines, he is a, an absolute Everywhere. freak terror runaway freight train, and he, he wants to tackle you twice if he can. He wants to tackle the whole huddle. He's angry. He's mean. He's nasty. But I think he's a good dude. Forget about all this stuff down at the, the, the you know the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I don't care about the, that. Uh, the, me neither. You want your middle linebacker to not take any crap off the dude at the hospital, yeah. giving him a hard time about his pee test. Beat it, dude. I came yeah. down here. I've got a family to support. I've got a job to do. And I want. And you're going to do this to me? I'm only down here to help everyone out because my agent said so. Well, he didn't do a damn thing wrong. I like that my middle linebacker just told that guy, do you want to deal with this? Yeah. Do you, do you want some of this? Because the whole NFL doesn't want to deal with that. I want that guy wearing burgundy and gold going sideline to sidelines, intimidating Rick every quarterback, Eric. running back, and receiver in the league. Yeah. I want my guy to have some twitch. I want my crush to have some twitch. He's so got Reuben it. Foster is your Reuben guy. Reuben Foster, if we could do anything, I would trade up to get Reuben Foster. I'm not sure what I would give really? up. I mean, I, I don't see us trading up. I don't know how we we pull that off, but I don't think we'd... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't two get the impression. Two forces of an outside chance at maybe a slot or two, if, okay. if, if, if that may be necessary. I'm not saying we should. Sure. I'm saying I would not mind it if we landed... That maniac wearing number 10 for Alabama, standing out above all the superstars on that defense. He jumped out in the national championship game against Clemson's nasty offense. He was everywhere. He was, is it wrecking or wreaking havoc? I always say it wrong. Reaking. Whatever it was, he Reaking. did both. Reaking. He did both. 
He, he was wrecking and reeking the whole night. Can you imagine I mean, watching could, this guy he could damage? Be, he could be available. Oh, that's my crush. I got to think that if Ruben Foster is on the board when the Redskins are picking, that the Redskins are going to race up to the podium I with agree. his name on it. That's why it's a crush. I'm not saying he's going to drop to 17. I, I personally don't see it. But good Lord, if he was there at middle linebacker as the leader of this defense that is being rebuilt right now, that's a perfect start right up the middle. You just put a werewolf. You know I love the term. An I, animal yeah. werewolf right in the middle of that defense and unleash the beast. How much fun is that going to be to watch him make plays? I, I don't want to get too excited because I, I definitely don't see I, if someone If he's sitting there at 12 still, I see someone making a move for him. That's the guy that you build your defense around. That's the guy that comes out first and does the Ray Lewis dance in Landover. And the stands go bonkers. I mean, the guy that LeVar was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's I all know. I got to say about that. I'm getting all. Well, let's do. Let's let's take it in a different direction and let's play some. Would you rather? Who would who would you rather? This always gets interesting. Always. This always this always gets interesting. And I think um, you know for the purposes of talking about dudes, talking about dudes yeah, for the purposes right. of talking about players who you know hopefully we would actually have a chance at. Um, Jesus, we just talked about cr- having crushes on these guys. Now, now what are we going to do? Well, we do have some. We do have some crushes. <laughs> uh, I, I I can't put Ruben Foster in any pairing at this point in time, and I had him in a couple because we already know the answer. Um, I, I was thinking more like along the lines of to, to get us started, like a Hassan Reddick versus a Zach Cunningham type of. Uh, and which which is a which is a choice you could find yourself making if Bruce Allen were to do a small trade down, a four to five to seven or eight slot trade down where but you know Reddick is potentially still sitting there, Cunningham is probably still sitting there. Um you do you do still do need, you know, a linebacker and both of those guys can play and and they're probably not reaches in that area. Yeah, but are they f- are they that far more established or, or, or athletic prospects as the three guys we have sitting there right now? I mean, do we need another Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith, Murphy? Because none of those guys are these fast-twitch freaks. They're the hard-working pros that bring their lunch bucket, and I believe that about Cunningham and Reddick. They've both got a bit of a tweener aspect to them, and neither one of them are these just forceful pass rushers that just dominate their position at the college level. They're damn good, and they'd be great additions. But that's like you know, that's like your third or fourth invite to prom. All right. I mean, I I, I could see playing Zach at inside for the next four years over whoever we yeah. have now. I mean, him and I mean, I mean, Cunningham and Brown would be the fastest pair of inside linebackers in any three four in the no, league. But we're gonna need a slobber knocker in there. Yeah. And and I think you know. Our pickup this past week, uh, Zach Brown, he's more of a speedster at the at the inside. I think we have one of those guys for one year. Yep. I get it. And I don't know. This is more of a four-year plan here we're talking about for this draft. I think that these guys aren't the guys that are just going to hit you so you remember. They'll tackle you. They'll get you yeah, down. Oh yeah. They'll make plays. I believe they can both guard the tight end. I think Reddick's more going to be an outside guy that's you know on the edge at times and and, and Cunningham's very versatile. I, I like the versatility. I think that's the big thing in this year's draft on defense. 
Uh, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I do like Jabril Peppers more than some of these draft pundits are talking about. I was going to mention and slipping him. down. Yep, and I know we have a couple guys just like him in the secondary, but versatility of a Cunningham, yes. I just don't know that we need another Ryan Kerrigan. So uh, Hassan Reddick is is ranked higher than Cunningham on most most boards. Yeah. I'm 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 a I don't know for to me and 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 I'm sure you know Reddick's gonna have a fine career. I would probably take uh, Cunningham, Mr. C. You're taking Mr. C over yeah. over Hassan Reddick. Well, they both played legit Division One college football, so there's no argument there. It's pretty much a coin flip. Cunningham is just a sick, sick athlete. Long lean. He's he's in that mold of for a linebacker. The line, you know, like the like the uh, linebackers they have in um, Minnesota, like the Bars and I, forget, I can't think of the other guy's name off the top of my head, but just Henderson, Henderson, Henderson. just huge, huge bodies with a lot of length, um, speed, speed. But I definitely there's one thing I want, and I don't care what the position is. There's one thing I want to take from this draft. I just I desperately want a fast twitch. I want a freak athlete. I do. Uh, it's not too much to ask for your squad. Yeah. I want I want a guy, an elite athlete at the level that this game is played at. You know, I don't want to just plug in a first-round pick. We start plugging in the second, third. I want a high-twitch, fast motor guy. I, I don't want any questions about his passion or desire for the game. Level the boom guy. I, I yeah. just want uh, – what the stadium lacks is a guy on defense that sets the tone. And Josh Norman brought a bit of that last year, but they stayed away from him for the most part, and, you know, wisely so, to the point that he didn't get to make a ton of plays from his position. That would stir the crowd up. But when he did, he did. If we get another guy and we get a couple guys jumping around, chest bumping after plays that are just delivering those hits that we all dream about seeing. Yep. Play so rock again. Get that Sean Taylor aura back. And, you know, a lot of these guys talk about Sean Taylor. No one's going to be Sean Taylor. Let's get that. Whether it's offense or defense, I want a fast twitch. I want a freak athlete. I want, I want a guy from a, a tried and true program. And both those guys are. Well, Hassan, lately, Tumble's been doing pretty damn good. I was going – oh, we got a little bit of CBS there. I was going to give you another – these aren't tried and true programs, but a position of need, free safety – um, maybe we're we're out of the Malik Hooker business because we're going to be we're going to be, um, but there's a couple free safety prospects and then you know that you could potentially grab in the second round, Desmond King out of Iowa, Marcus Sanders Williams uh, out of Utah, Buda Baker uh, from Washington. I, I don't think Buda Baker will be there for us when we pick in the second round. Um, but you and then you, you Baker has slid in a couple of these deals. Yeah, his size is an issue. It's you know, well, he's, yep, he's, he's, for a free he's safety, six foot, a buck ninety five, five ten. Ooh, five ten. Uh, Marcus Sander, Sanders Williams is the is the tallest guy. Well, of course, Billy Cooker six one. Sanders Williams is six one. Um, there are a couple. There will be a couple. Yeah, I hesitate to say it, but you know, strong safeties. Um, I know, I know. You know, unless it's Jamal Adams. Well, well, and Jabril Peppers is is technically a prospect who'll go before we draft. Um, Obi Melifanwu, who's uh, the the giant out of UConn. Okay. All right, here's my deal. When I first read about him, I thought he was a McLovin special. You know, that the, the six size four, that he looks four, and a D back, and now he's gone. And if you look up, if you watch a little tape on on Mr. Obi Melifanwu, yes, six four, gifted freak athlete, two and a quarter. He looks the part. He, 
he looks a little lost out there at his level playing for UConn. I, I think just like Malik Hooker, this isn't the guy you plug in. I don't think, you know, Malik Hooker's athleticism is going to get him a start and the way he's going to get drafted in the top 10. Yep. But Malafonwu and Hooker don't seem like the type of guys that you plug right in. I think they're long-term freakish guys. I think Hooker becomes an all-pro by year two or three. Uh, Malafonwu is going to be a bit of a project, man. If you yep. watch him play in space, he's a bit awkward. He's a bit lanky. He's not. He'll get there, and they'll get him there. But I don't know if that's the guy we need right now. I think if we're going to go and plug a strong in there, you know, I mean, Buda Baker is an explosive, explosive dude. 5'10", 195 we're talking here. But uh, he's always had that underdog chip on his shoulder. I do not mind having that guy no. on the football field. Well, you say you want some physicality and some uh, a, some slobber knockerness. Yeah, they compare him to Bob Sanders. That's some physicality. Yep. And I will take that all day. Me too. But what about up front? I'm going to give you guys a few names and tell me. Uh, again, we're talking about second, maybe third round, depending mm-hmm. on how things shake out. Th- these are the guys, uh, the kind of guys who I was talking about, or I've been talking about on, on uh, Hogshaven and on the show. Power conference, defensive tackles, uh, seniors who are getting pushed down. Uh, at the, on the defensive line by underclassmen and in the draft overall by underclassmen. Um, and start off with, uh, you know, you got Chris Wormley. Um, I believe he was a redshirt senior, 6'5", 300. Dalvin Tomlinson, Alabama, 6'3", 310. Montravius Adams, Auburn, another senior, 6'4", 300 plus. Um, those those three names just kind of jump right out at me. Caleb Brantley from Florida. Caleb Brantley is the guy, Yeah, I think, out of that group. Uh, he's compact and powerful, and, and we've seen that can work in this league. You're not going to put any more in his frame. But that guy is an animal. He plays every down as hard as possible. The other two guys you mentioned, Wormley and, and Tomlinson, they're monsters. Monsters. They're space-eating. They're first and second down guys. They're not going to be pass rushers. They're not going to. But they're going to do a fine job. And as a second-round pick, I think that's great. Montrevious Adams is athletic. They worry about his play-to-play consistency. Sure. That's a, that's a big red flag. That's a huge red flag. But yeah. that's what Jim Tomasul is for. You know, yeah. you, if, he, if he drafts him, then I'm not worried about that issue. I think all those guys right there that you just man- mentioned. And uh, I'll throw in uh, Larry Ogunjobi from, uh, from uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. You just wanted I, to say Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. Well, he's, he's clearly a, a talented. I just didn't include him because uh, his Size and strength. Well, program, program. Program is certain, of yeah. course, no doubt about yeah. it. Carlos Watkins from Clemson's in there as well. He's a yeah. 300 pounder. But I'm going to tell Space you, Caleb here. Brantley. Caleb Brantley is a ball player. If we were lucky enough, that would be my second round crush. If he were lucky enough to yeah. get him, he's look. currently uh, slated. He's currently estimated to go off the board in the middle of the second round. Yeah, uh, which is you know we're, I think his size is not we're right there. Kuiper had him. Kuiper had us taking him months ago. Yeah, you know, an early, early before everything got down to the you know soup to nuts. Nuts to bolts. What, where am I looking for? I'm looking for Caleb Brantley in the second round. I mean, the guy's, I, the guy's a workhorse. Here's what I envision happening in the second round. I envision us literally holding our breath until he goes, and then he ends up going one or two picks before us. I, I, you know, you've been negative all day. Yeah, I just, stop. You know, hey, I'm it's, just, it's, that is, it's how. Typically positive. It's not helping your golf that's game That's how either. it goes. No, it's, well, listen, my golf game needs all kinds of assistance. Professional assistance. Yes. Uh, your golf game has, has no Caleb Brantley in it at all right now. But but it has plenty of a Dalvin Tomlinson or a Montrevious Adams. All right. So if I had to pick between those those two, I, I don't – I hope Caleb Brantley is available for us to pick. Um, Iffy. I, I'm not so sure about that. I'm probably going with Wormley based on size 
just because you know he's 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 just bigger. Um, not explosive is what I've understood. Is he going to plug not the middle? A lot. Yeah, I mean he's going to plug the I'm middle. Not explosive. It depends on how we play. It depends on what Thomas Wula has up his sleeve. That you know what he's looking yeah. for. You know. We keep being told, all the guys that we've picked up in the offseason, all the max. Is Tomlinson explosive? Tomlinson? Yeah. Uh, Tomlinson is not. Not. Not twitchy, but powerful. You're talking about two monsters, two rocks. I have no problem with either of them. This is the second round. I'm just saying. I mean, Montrevious Adam. Brandon's guy in the SEC who's whipping ass for the last few years against the best O-lines in the land and getting the job done, and he's 6'3", 300, 310 pounds. He's a tad bit undersized. Yeah. That, they don't think they can pack any more onto that frame. Well, so the hell what? He's 6'3", 310. What are you trying to pack onto him? What yeah. more does he need? Is he, is he, is he, are you smuggling guns yeah. you know, Mule. across the border? 6'3", 310 sounds just about right to me, with some quickness and athleticism. You know, wrecking and wreaking havoc in the middle of our uh, defensive line. How many starters will we net in the first four rounds, in which we have five picks? And and I think this says as much about where we are uh, roster-wise as it does about, you know. Yeah, uh, like offensively. I mean, tell me if you think no, no, I'm wrong. Just be f- five picks. How right. many of those five I'm picks will there's start? There's two spots on offense where I think we can get a starter, and I think that's at the offensive guard position at the running back position. Yep. I don't think there's another position that we draft someone that's going to start over anyone that's already starting. Agreed. Then you Agreed. go to defense well, I, and pick a level, any level, for a starter. Wait, though, though uh, Kev, if you if you were to draft O.J. Howard or David, is it Njoku? How do you, yes. Njoku. Uh, those guys would, would see a lot of playing time. Yeah, but early. Over Vernon, probably over Vernon Davis at some point. It depending, they'd have to have a good summer. I, you, you draft Possibly. guys like that to play. Possibly. I mean, but that means, you know, as much as I like O.J. Howard, I think – I've definitely softened my stance on sure. best player available at the tight end position. Sure. Well, because I think that because I think that we could get. Uh, I, I would be happy if we had a non-starting tight end prospect in that third or fourth round. The tight, the tight end position in this draft is is awesome. It's very deep. There's guys that we can draft who can give us a great four year career. Uh, you know, with a, you know, possible re-signing after that. Like a Jordan Leggett from Clemson, who exactly. we both fell in love with. Yep. Who unfortunately, I've had to make my decision in my head that we're not going to draft him because he's exactly like the guy we already have. He's not that, that on that level yet. But Jordan Reed and Jordan Leggett have eerily similar tails, yeah. size, speed, and athleticism coming out yeah. of college. Even with the way that he caught the ball and kind of turned to face the field in front of him in the championship he game. Like him. He looked like him. He did. He really he did. He looked like him. That's why I think we're not going to get a guy like yeah. that, unfortunately. How many move tight ends can you have on one roster when you want to run the ball effectively? You can never have enough. And also, you also know that your number one guy uh, has had who hasn't played a full season yet in his career. But you're going to have to have a blocking tight end. So there's your number three guy. Yeah. And then when he comes onto the field, it's pretty obvious what's about to go down. But I know what you're saying as a backup. If we're talking about getting starters here, man, we need yeah. four starters with our first five picks in the first four rounds. That's a t- and that's a super tall order. I'm, I've been saying the same thing. Uh, I think I would be ecstatic if we did get three because um, I, I still think three, three is tough. I, and I think but let's, just, let's just knock off – I do think we'll get a running back. Yeah, but All if right, we don't that's, get one that's early, one. Then, then, then I don't think that's a huge upgrade. Oh, I think we're getting one early. Let's just say right. uh, that that's the, that's where the right. running that back comes me. from. Yep, uh, I do think we're getting a defensive tackle 
uh, in the have second to. or third round. Have to. And that guy's a starter. Can't afford not to. And then where where else would it be? I mean, I, I at the free, free or linebacker. It, it, but Either or inside back would be my my first choice. But I, but like uh, like you said, I want to force the pick. And yeah, I think it could be Reuben Foster if we have a running back. A, fr- so. uh, a free safety prospect in the third round could compete with with who we have for sure. Yeah, um, you know, I know Marcus May will be available at that time. We got a, we got a handful of of frees that we can possibly take a, a peek at. Hooker will be gone. Uh, Booter Baker is a second round guy. You know, Marcus Williams from Utah. I mean, these are the guys that we're we're thinking about here. I, John Johnson from Boston College. I like Delano, Delano Hill from Michigan. He's a he's a big body. Also, a senior from a power conference, which again I, I gravitate towards. But the, sure. the, you know, once you get to, uh, to uh, what is it, um, Hill from Michigan? I mean, he's he's a, he's 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 probably slated to go after the fourth round. Um, I don't know. They do. Everyone says that there's there's a lot of safeties here. I guess I guess if you can, I guess if you can put Marcus May on your team and give him a chance to compete for the starting job, he could win it. He's an animal and he can play both spots. He's got the versatility to do both. I think that's a guy that could drop to a early fourth round guy. You know, I, I, these these guys with versatility in this defense that we have are going to be factors, but we need a true free on the roster. We need a true inside to team up with the guys that we got. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, I, I like Will Compton. Uh, I think he's great. I think that C stays on his chest and he plays some awesome special teams and fills in ready to rock and roll, but I'm not pumped about him being our starter when this season kicks off one way or another, whether it's him or Foster starting across from Zach Brown, a young backer is a definite need, but what do you think? Don't you think that the defensive line position right now with the way our salary cap is looking and the way that it's looking across the NFL, we need one. We need a starter. I think there's a reality you need to wake up to what? here. That is that Will Compton is the new Reed Dowdy of this team. Mm. <laughs> he's I'm, the re- he's the re- right through that one. <laughs> hey. But I know what you're saying because – He's the Reed Dowdy of middle linebackers. He's way better looking than Reed Dowdy, from what I understand on the Twitter machine. Uh, Will Compton is best looking Redskin man. He's the exact kind of player that a general manager like Bruce Allen uses as an excuse not to draft somebody there. He's like, oh, we got it covered. We can we can patch this one together for another season with with my man Will. Yeah, it might be what we're doing with Zach Brown. Chances are he might not. It's a fifty fifty if he's back. That's right. You know, uh, we, we can't go into next season with Will and Mason. But I don't think we can. So we got we got a defensive tackle, running back, and a free safety, Marcus May. I think the other two, the other two of the other uh, picks. I I just do think we we go for a, a tight end, one of these tight ends. Um, there's too many of them, and you know, pick your poison. If you want to add an inside linebacker, if you want to add, um, you know, an offensive lineman. I don't think either of those players will, will start for us right away, unless they have a crazy awesome summer. I'm going to be so depressed if we draft Forrest Lamp with the first pick. That's not motivating. Well, so, first of all, I would be Don't excited about that. Don't try to polish this turn no. late on your Remember what our site's called. It's Hogs Haven. We, we, I agree. We would be, our offensive line would be I love rather our offensive set. line. Well, with a first-round guard, our offensive line would be that much the better. Forrest pick at 17. If we trade back and get him, fine. Listen, I think... Uh, look, no I, one has Forrest Lamp going at 17. I don't think so either, but I also think that 
you start to look at how you're going to manage the keeping all these guys, the Morgan Moses, Brandon Sheriff, uh, what you're going to do about Spencer Long. Trent Williams is, is inked to a lot of money. And having a, a fourth round, for example, a fourth round guard, who, who might not start this year, but he gives you, again, he gives you a four-year deal on a, on a relatively modest uh, salary cap you know hit. And I, I, it, there's a lot of value there for the organization. It's there's not a, sexy at all, but no, that's like a, a great way to do it. there's a modest salary cap hit in, in year three with Bill Callahan. Big, big Ari Kwanjo, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's sitting right there. His monstrous ass is right there. That's right. This is, this is year three with, with the guru at the position. Yep. If, if it's not time for him to jump, then he's never going to jump. Got to make that Morgan Forrest Moses Lamp, leap. Then that Morgan Moses leap has, has turned into a Fosbury flop. I like that. Thank you. I, I always jump sideways and backwards awfully well. To get the balance of a, I've seen it. It's just never a feathery ending. It's just not. It's not. It's feathery. not feathery. I don't jump over anything. It just no. It's more like uh, like you wave your arms and and fling your feet in the air, kind of a jump. All right, like, I, a, Mary, I, like a Mary Tyler Moore I, type I of jump. I just stagger until I fall on my back. All right, is that what you want? <laughs> Fine. Those exactly. are the facts. Well, I think we successfully talked about a few draft day scenarios. Um, I want to say thank you to our good friend Pete Twitty, Matt the Real Deal. Thanks for having me. On behalf of on behalf of Kevin Ricca, I want to say to T, we miss you. Get better because you know someone's got to disagree with us. There was a lot of agreement tonight. Without you, buddy, it's a lot of agreement. By the way, pal, we all sat Japanese style on the floor, and no one's comfortable. No one's comfortable. Yes, you were curious. We've been trying all different ways of sitting. This is we're going to continue continue down that path um, next week. When we are one week closer to the draft, hopefully we'll have. Uh, uh, actually, can we can we can we um, promote our guest for next week? I, I certainly believe so. Let's do it. I believe uh, the NFL Network zone, Gaithersburg zone, Gaithersburg zone, Magruder zone. Yep. GSA nineteen eighty five zone. Dan Helly. Dan Helly coming on to join the the good guys and on, talk a little off season on the brink. An off season on the brink. We look forward to that. We look forward to that. We look forward to having you all back. Appreciate you guys being part of the conversation. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was The Audible.